Welcome to Counselor Confidential. I am your host, Courtney Caldwell, and I have a really exciting announcement. Um, and you have all met her, Brandy Hudson, who is a licensed professional counselor, and she's about to be an LCPC mm-hmm. in the next few weeks. Um, she yes. is going to be our co-host. Um, and so I have her on here, and I just wanted her to be able to introduce herself and talk about... Um, kind of where she came from and how she does therapy and what her vision for this podcast is. So, hi, Brandy. Hi. I'm really excited. I'm excited. This has kind of been a long time coming because we had, we did the postpartum, we did the postpartum, we did (laughs) the postpartum episode and then um, kind of talked about what it would look like to co-host and Mm -hmm. that was, I don't know, a month or two ago? Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Because I think we've both been so busy. I think it's been a month since I've even done an episode. Okay. So hopefully we'll get, like, I think we'll get better at this and Mm -hmm. it'll be, we'll get the scheduling figured out and it won't be like a month between. It'll be more consistent. But um, yeah. So why don't you tell us about yourself? Where do you live? What do you like doing? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well,. We live in, like, a suburb of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, and what do I like doing? I was just telling you this earlier. Like, I have an infant, so I wake up, take care of the baby. Yeah, so that is your hobby right now. Yeah, my hobby is taking care of a child. Yeah. Um, but I would say, overall, like, my husband and I like to do outdoorsy things. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a bike for my birthday Ooh, in two exciting. weeks. that's exciting. What kind of bike? Well, I mean, not a... I, we're going to go to Walmart, and okay. I'm going to get a basic bike a for basic. me to ride on a concrete path. <laughs> but there's a lot of cool trails, yeah, concrete trails mm-hmm. around where we live. And yes. so my husband got one last year, rode it all the time. So I'm going to get one this year. We're going to do that. Are you going to get one of those little, like, wagons to put behind it? Yes, but from what I was looking, I think you have to, the baby has to be big enough to like hold his head up. Oh. He's not quite there yet. Yeah. Um. So it might just be a husband and I thing this yeah. year, and then next year get like a ride behind. Um, but we like to do that. I like to read. I like to hang out with my friends. What do you like to read? I read a lot of like Christian development yeah. stuff. Um, that's really good. That sounds really intellectual. It does I'm over here in like the romance knowledge and the psychological romance novels and the psychological thrillers. Yeah, yeah. No, I feel like prior to graduate school, I was reading like three books a week. Oh, yeah. It was a lot. And then you get into graduate school and all you're reading is... Really boring stuff. Textbooks and the whole nine yards. And so I think I'm getting back into reading. Mm -hmm. Um, I also like reading like biographies and I like reading a lot of old 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 christian theologians mm-hmm. their books i think those are Who's really good favorite? too um i recently read um oh my gosh if you weren't asking me his name i would tell you he lived during i think world war ii mm-hmm. do you know who i'm talking about no i have no idea <laughs> absolutely not oh my gosh what is his name i'll have to look it up um but anyways he no, that one, that's not his name. Oh, my gosh. It's on the tip of my tongue. Anyways, I've been wanting to read his biography. 
um, because I see a lot of really good just like quotes by him and Mm -hmm. a lot of current authors quote him. Okay. And so I've been wanting to read his biography because I feel like I would really enjoy a lot of what he does. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh my gosh, I think his name starts with an R. I can't think of it. Anyways, so I like to read. We like to do outdoorsy things. Um, We obviously have an infant, so a lot of our life is taken up with that. Yeah. But spend time That's with family and friends. Yeah. Yeah. And you're originally from? St. Louis area. Yeah. So a small town in Illinois. Okay. Um, moved here probably like seven years ago mm-hmm. um, with my job with the government. I used to, I had a whole career with the government prior to becoming a therapist. Uh, but Were you an FBI agent? Well, no. <laughs> Can't talk about it. <laughs> no, I actually, I worked for the USDA. So way less exciting than an FBI agent. Yeah, that is way less exciting. Way less exciting. But it was a great career. Worked there, I think, it was like 11 or 12 years whenever I stopped. That's um, a long time to be in a job. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm in my, like, second, hopefully last career as a therapist. So exciting. Mm-hmm. Hopefully last. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I'm only, I'll be 37 in a few weeks, so that's still, I feel like, really young. I think it's so young. It's mm-hmm. like ridiculous how young 37 is i know but it's crazy whenever you're young you're like no i know i that's why i was saying that because i actually feel really really old so i'm trying to like flip it Mm -hmm. and say that it's so young Mm -hmm. well as a child i remember being at my parents 30th birthday parties yes because they had us so so old (laughs) yes like i cannot believe my parents are 30 wow right like that's an adult i remember thinking like 35 That is when you're an adult, and here I am, and I don't feel like an adult. Do you? You know, I don't, but then I see someone in their, like, early 20s, and and I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm really looking like an adult, if that's how we want to put it. I wonder if you ever feel like one. I don't know. Like, you ever feel like you've arrived as an adult? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking it, I don't know, I'm thinking it does never come. Because I thought for sure by this age, I would really feel like an adult, and I don't. I feel like I'm 20, mm-hmm. and I'm absolutely not. <laughs> well, I think there's just, like, different phases you go through. I yeah. think I'm at the part in life where I'm really looking for, like, purpose. Well, obviously, we have our purpose in the Lord, but, like, assignments that have meaning and yeah. wanting to do things with my time yes. that I feel is really purposeful and meaningful versus right. just, like, in your early 20s, it's like, okay... How do I hustle, pay off student loan debt, get right. whatever job I can get? Right. Versus now it's like, okay, how can I actually, how can my career be meaningful? How can, you know, my relationships be meaningful? So I do feel like it, that piece changes. It does. And I think energy-wise, my husband's like, yes. he We have, I have an 18-year-old stepdaughter. And so he's like, this is so different, being a parent. When you're in your early 20s versus being a parent, like, Absolutely. late 30s, early 40s to a young child. But I do think I do think that you become more laid back as mm-hmm. you get older, which mm-hmm. is nice. So I feel like, yeah, with my kids at least, like, with Landry, I was really hardcore, mm-hmm. like, nervous about everything. Mm-hmm. And with Mila, I'm like, well, she can't roll over, whatever. Yeah. She's seven months old, it's fine. <laughs> She doesn't like food. It's okay. Yeah. Graham still isn't like potty back. trained. Still. Yeah. It's fine. All the grace. Yeah. Versus your first child, it's like. Yeah. The milestones. Like, you know, calling the pediatrician, he's not doing this or, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, well, eventually Graham's going to be potty trained. He's not going to be 21 and still in pull-ups. So, 
fingers get crossed. It, right? Hopefully. <laughs> or not. And that's fine, too. You know? Yeah. yeah. There's a therapist out there for him There's for a that. therapist that can help him with his body issues. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I think, um, so I even became a therapist. Yes. My, I would say teenage years, early 20s, were just really, really messy. A lot going on. I had no idea how to manage my emotions, regulate my right. emotions. So I turned to the obvious things of alcohol and yeah. boys and all the stuff. And right. that just led to a lot of turmoil in my spirit and my soul. And so kind of working through that in my later 20s, super early 30s, um, started working with some women in drug and alcohol rehab, Mm -hmm. loved that, Mm -hmm. and really thought like, okay, I would love to do this for a living. Yeah. Um, I've seen the benefit for myself. I see how it benefits other people, Um, just people coming together. So we're talking like a therapist setting, but um, coming together just an unbiased place and being able to put all your stuff and talk it out. I think it's just so helpful. Um, and so I think you, did you, did you say where you did that? It was a, you said it was a drug and alcohol center? Yes. That was in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. Okay. So I moved down to Cape Girardeau whenever I started my career with the USDA. And I was down there, I think for like six or seven years. And there was, um, yeah, just like a center. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say the name of it. Yeah. But just a center for women to go uh-huh. um they could stay for certain periods of time um it was a rehab and it wasn't just for drugs and alcohol I would say predominantly it was um there was a lot of like I would say people coming out of sex trafficking going okay. into there yeah um and so yeah just a place for them like to a heal. resource place yeah. yeah and through my church we went in and would do bible studies with them oh, okay yeah. And um, so loved that aspect. Yeah. Um, loved the spiritual formation aspect and how that mm-hmm. really plays into your mental health and emotional yes. health. And um, so that's really what spurred me into like the school that we attended. And um, so I have my obviously master's, but I did an emphasis in spiritual formation too. Where did you get your master's at? Mid American Nazarene University. Okay. Where you got yours at. <laughs> yes. That's actually where we met. Yes, that is where we met. Yeah. Okay. Um, but did the emphasis in that because I just really believe that you cannot separate mm-hmm. our emotional world, our mental world from um, our spiritual, spiritual world. Absolutely. You know, I think we have a creator who knows everything about us. And so it's really all just like one. Right. Even though we try and compartmentalize it, I just don't believe that I think um science and how we view our bodies and our minds is just a beautiful expression of the Lord and so Mm -hmm. like all of that being combined has been a really cool aspect of therapy for me okay so do you do a lot of Christian counseling or a lot of spiritual counseling is that kind of your emphasis um you know I would say it varies I have clients of different faith backgrounds Mm -hmm. um And I do have a lot of clients that are looking for someone to utilize their Christian faith in therapy. And so, yes, I do a lot of that as well. So you do all kinds. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fun. It is fun. It is fun. And it is hard. I mean, we were just even talking yesterday. Like, you can have just trauma after trauma after trauma, and it just is a really heavy day, and it can be really difficult. But I think it's a real, it's an honor 
to sit with people in their suffering it and absolutely to sit is. with people while they're navigating the dark parts of their life. Right. Yeah. So that's amazing. Yeah. So what are so what were your original thoughts when I I think it was it was a long time ago when I was like I think we should do a podcast. Yeah, it was. And what did you think about that? I don't really feel like you were super in love with the idea at the time. <laughs> well, I think initially when you asked me, we had not done the postpartum podcast yet. Or had we? I had no, like I'm talking like not even I want to say it was, like, last year when I brought it up. Okay. Don't you remember when I said, like, we should do a podcast? And you just were kind of like, eh. Yeah. So, initially, I think I was like, eh. Because, hey, like, you're so busy, right? Like, life is so busy. And it to, like, so add in another thing felt like a lot. But then I also think, um, I don't know. You don't really know how things will work out. And right. It feels like... Everyone has a podcast, so, like, what do we have to bring to the table? Right. And then um, after we did the postpartum podcast, I had so much fun doing that. That was so much fun. Yeah. And I really feel like the Lord has created a platform because there is something to bring to the table. Absolutely. And so I think that got me really excited. Yeah. About it. It was really a lot of fun. It was so much fun. I loved that one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be fun, like, seeing where this goes and what we do. What is your vision for it? I think my vision originally was, well, actually, I really didn't have a vision, honestly, when mm-hmm. I started, because I just felt like it was something God put in my heart. Yeah. Um, but I knew it wasn't going to be, um, I knew it wasn't supposed to be, like, an explicit Christian podcast. It right. was actually supposed to be about mental health and helping people mm-hmm. and not limited to Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wasn't really sure, like, how do you navigate that? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, like, primarily mental health was mm-hmm. my um, thoughts and then interviewing people, um, in their experiences with different Mm -hmm. mental health disorders Mm -hmm. and, or like stages of life that they're in, or even parenting, like how do you parent teens and, you know, hearing from different experts too, like randomly, Mm -hmm. you know, having Mm -hmm. them on. Um, so just kind of all of it. I think honestly, like making it, more normal mm-hmm. like let's talk about it let's mm-hmm. talk about how we all have intrusive thoughts what mm-hmm. are our intrusive thoughts what mm-hmm. are some of the ones that you've had mm-hmm. um so we can kind of get rid of the stigma that is there yeah which is really dumb because so many people struggle with mental health it's like yeah. we all are struggling with it but then we're yeah. pretending like we're not yeah so why don't we just all talk about it mm-hmm. and then it won't be as difficult mm-hmm. yeah i agree so that was i don't know if i answered the question but that's kind of mm-hmm. was my yeah vision for it so what is your vision for it I think really similar um I'm very curious which I think has also led me down this career path right um I'm curious about people's life experiences and how they navigate things Mm -hmm. and really joining them in that yeah and so I think that's just like an offshoot like this podcast is just an offshoot of that of yeah being curious of okay Everyone does have intrusive thoughts on some level. Oh, yeah, 100%. Right? Like, let's talk about that. Right. Um, And so, yeah, I'm excited to interview people and see what they have to say about whatever we're interviewing them about. I mean, it's like like you said, it really is just an extension of what we do every day Mm -hmm. anyway, you know? But it's it's like such a fun thought that maybe we could have really cool people in here and Mm -hmm. kind of pick their brain and ask Mm -hmm. them how they do life and what Mm -hmm. their perspectives are. I just think, and I think that's the perk of this job is Mm -hmm. 
I mean, yes, we're here to help from mm-hmm. a mental health lens, but I really feel like I come away a lot of times mm-hmm. with a lot of wisdom on a lot of different things that oh, I didn't yeah. even know that I absolutely was interested in, you know? Yeah, there are so many times where I'm like, okay, Lord, you need to take this over because I have no idea what's happening here. Yeah. And then he moves in such a beautiful healing way. Yeah. And it's like, wow, that was awesome to experience and get yes. to be a part of. So I'm glad you said that because I don't feel like as like a podcast co-host, like we're coming off as like, we're the experts. Oh, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Like, I think, yeah, I think we're, my view is I'm a good therapist. I'm yes. not a good therapist for everyone. And there are people who well, come in that I don't connect with and they mm-hmm. don't connect with me. It's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm cool with that. And I don't mm-hmm. think that I'm an expert really on anything, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, as therapists, we are knowledgeable on mental health, correct? We we are. We know yeah. what we're talking about. But yeah. I don't know that we're claiming to be right. the know-all and everything. And I think anyone that is, is mm-hmm. fooling themselves because mental health is such a big thing. And yeah. we still don't know everything. So yeah. to say you're an expert on anything is kind of like... Yeah. So I'm excited to learn. I'm yes. excited to learn from people. And even... If it's just you and I talking about a subject, yeah. just to be curious, explore, learn, and be authentic throughout the process is going to be a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Do you yeah. feel like you learn things from your clients? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. All the time. I learn all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. from um, what air fresheners choose in your house to <laughs> medical things. You know, yeah. there's all kinds of fun things. I'm like, yeah. oh, my gosh, why? I have to go look into that or mm-hmm. even just seeing things from a different perspective or one thing I think with teens mm-hmm. is I feel I feel like I'm learning how to parent better mm-hmm. because they'll come in and talk about something that their mom or dad said to them or did to them that really mm-hmm. hurt them mm-hmm. and I'm like oh dang I've done that or mm-hmm. I do that mm-hmm. and so then it's like don't do that yeah you know yeah I think I've learned the most from my clients who've gone through like trauma yeah and extreme grief because they come in and it's just so raw and seeing how the resilience and the perseverance and the endurance starts to rise up Mm -hmm. is so inspiring it is and so I think I learn a lot from those clients yeah but it's like we come I think at the end of the week we come out different than we were the week before yeah and I think that's good yeah. I think that's a good thing for a therapist to be able to be impacted by the people that they're sitting with. And we are 100% impacted. Yeah. All the time. 100%. And so I think even with this podcast, I am excited to see how even you and I grow yes. as therapists and as people through what we explore and learn through this podcast. Do you ever feel like we shouldn't be paid for this job because it doesn't feel like a job? No. <laughs> That's no, you don't, you don't have those sessions where you're like, oh man, this really didn't feel like work today. Okay. I do have those sessions and And you still feel like you should be. (laughs) (laughs) I just think, um, you know, at the end of the week when you are very emotionally and mentally so I didn't say at the end of the week. I said at the end of the day. Oh, at the end of the day. Okay. At the end of the day, um, do I love what I do? Yes. Would I change it for the world? No. Do I think that therapists should be paid? 
Yes. Okay, for the record, I also <laughs> think therapists should be paid. But there are sessions, there mm-hmm. are days when I sit with clients and I'm like, that was such a good day. Mm-hmm. It was so much fun and mm-hmm. I don't feel like I actually worked today because it was, not that I didn't work, mm-hmm. but it was so enjoyable. It was mm-hmm. like I adored it so much. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. there are days where I'm like, holy crap, I am not paid enough, you know? Yeah. But then there's days where I'm like, that was so much fun. Mm -hmm. I think the days where I feel very fulfilled in what I do and very satisfied with what I do are the days where it's honestly probably the hardest, where you leave and you are emotionally drained and it was just a really taxing day. But for me, it's those days that you're sitting with someone who is in such a dire need and is in a really dark place and you're sitting with them in that. And um, my supervisor used to say that if you are sitting in a house that's on fire and you don't smell like smoke, right? So like the same with the therapy, like if you're sitting with a client that their life is just burning down and you don't even smell like smoke after you've done sat with them, Mm -hmm. like have you truly been with them in that experience? Right. And so it's those days that feel the most satisfying. Yeah, it is. It is draining sometimes at the end of the day. Yeah. And I think that also probably speaks to we're working with different populations. So you're working with a lot of trauma and I'm working with teens, Mm -hmm. you know, and young adults. So I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm seeing a lot of like um, breakthroughs and like, oh, I tried this or my mom and I are talking now or I'm doing better in school. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm seeing maybe like the end result a lot quicker than you are. Yeah. And while they have traumatic stories, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't really do a lot of grief work Mm -hmm. or a lot of trauma. Mm -hmm. So yeah, maybe that's, which is good. I think us coming from like different populations that we see. Yeah. Because there have been those trauma clients where I'm like Mm -hmm. dead Mm-hmm. Well, I think it just takes so much out of you in the sense that you really have to have a theology around suffering yeah. that is stable and rooted for me in the Lord. Yeah. Otherwise, I think it would be very off-kiltering for you to sit mm-hmm. with like a trauma after trauma after trauma. Oh, yeah. You would get burned out so quick mm-hmm. if you don't have a solid foundation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So it's... It's beautiful, and it's wonderful, yes. Yes. and it's great, yes. and it is tough. It can be tough. It is tough. In a, in a good, beautiful way. I would say, though, if someone was just, like, sitting in our waiting room all day and watching mm-hmm. us interact, I don't think that you have ever given that. Like, I I don't know that I've ever seen you looking like you were completely beat up by the day. <laughs> That's good news. Because I'm telling you... Every time, like, I'll have a client in here, mm-hmm. and then I'll hear you, like, mm-hmm. meeting a client or greeting mm-hmm. a client. You're always, like, happy mm-hmm. and laughing mm-hmm. and joyful. Mm-hmm. Well, I do feel like... I, I admire that. I love that about you. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I, I, I do feel like the Lord has given me a grace yeah. to be able to walk through um, my job and to be able to sit with the people that he brings me and... To do that and with a with peace and with joy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Well, should we cover everything? I think so. I think so. I'm excited. What are we going to talk about next? I don't know. Well, what do you want to talk about? 
I don't know. I wonder what people want to hear. Our moms. <laughs> I wonder what our moms want to hear. We'll call our moms after this. So what would you guys like to hear? What would you guys like to hear? What did you think of the last one? We know you're the only ones listening, so. Yeah, we'll have to brainstorm that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I've, I told you, I think it would be interesting to talk about, like, panic and anxiety. Yeah. Because right now I feel like there's such a just spirit of, like, fear and dread in our culture. I feel like it's been that way, honestly, since, like, the pandemic. Yeah. It's been just this anxious mess. Yeah. So I think it'd be interesting to talk about that. Yeah. That's a good one. Okay. Like, having a guest on or just you and I talking? I don't know. We'll explore. Okay. Sounds good. Well, stay tuned for our next podcast on fear and anxiety and panic I guess maybe and we'll see okay okay we'll see how this goes so excited (laughs) thank you for listening mom (laughs) bye bye